And now, back to the Johnny B Show. During football season, we are proud to have the Bucks break with my guy, Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast. He's in studio. What's up, pal? What's up, Johnny? Uh, great hanging out with you yesterday at a beautiful day at Raymond James Stadium. We went tailgating. Um, oh, yeah. We both crashed the tailgate where nobody knew me and only a couple people knew you. Pretty much. Um, it was a fantastic tailgate, though. I wish <laughs> I knew who to thank. I have no idea who they were, but uh, they were very nice people, and uh, the food was outstanding. Shout out to the people on the corner of Tampa Bay Avenue and Hines, yes. right there by the stadium. They Tampa had the Bay music bumping. They had catfish fried up, oh, fried man. chicken, sausage uh, off of the grill, yeah. and plenty of cold beer to drink. It was an awesome tailgate. I've never been to a tailgate that has uh, like three deep fryers, and they're just whipping out like uh, delicious fried chicken and catfish and... Uh, some of the best baked beans I've ever had. And like you said, there was a, a DJ in there just spinning some old school hip hop. Like uh, they had the entire corner rocking and I was invited in with open arms. I mean, there was a few people looking at me like, who in the hell is this guy? Uh, because they were probably fearful that I was going to eat all the food, which is understandable. Um, Anna is here as always. Oh, hello, hello. Oh, man, we could hardly wait to get your insight on the Bucks game. Well, and I'm happy to give it. Like, Did your give MVP it to Ryan show Adams. up this weekend? What? Yeah. What? MVP. Did, your, did your MVP show up this weekend? Uh, yes, he did. How'd he play? Yeah, Pretty good. I would say between fair and good. good. Mr. Uh, mm. What was his name again? No idea. Uh, Will Koontz is also here. I'm here. Hello. Uh-huh. So let's get right to it there, Rhett. Uh, the Bucks playing the Arizona Cardinals, favored by four and a half at home. First home game since, I don't know, 1987, uh, it seems. And... We knew it was going to be a barn burner, and it's exactly what they gave us. Uh, it's so funny being in the in the stands, and just that morose kind of wait for it to happen feeling that was over the entire stadium. Uh, and you know, kudos to the fans that showed up. It was a little bit of a ghost town, but the people that were there was were, it. I don't know if it was my angle, but it yeah. didn't seem like the stadium was as empty as people are it letting was, on. It was about half full. Okay. You know? So you're talking, to, I would. I didn't see the numbers, but if I had to guess, I'd say about 40,000 people. Yeah. Maybe 35. Well, I, I, I think that was actually the exact number. It was like 40,038. Okay. I All saw right. a story in the Times. They're asking where the fans are, but they're not putting out a good product on the field. Why well, that, do they expect the fans to show up? Or right. Some, and it wasn't like games. most of the time if we have a big crowd uh, in the last 12 years during this really, really bad era of football, the other team's fans. Yes. So <laughs> it would have to be a well-traveled fan base like the Giants, like the Steelers, like the Packers, uh, somebody like Arizona doesn't have a big fan base either. I mean, they, they haven't been good for a while. You know, 2015, they had a good year. They almost went all the way. Uh, but besides that, they're, yeah. They had a Super Bowl in 2008, you know, but that's about it. No, they didn't win that Super Bowl. No, I know. They cost oh, me a lot yeah. of money not winning that Super Ooh, Bowl. Sorry, buddy. I had 100 bucks at 40 to 1 out in Las Vegas, and uh, last second Pittsburgh Steeler touchdown cost me four grand. So, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Ben Roethlisberger, rapist! Allegedly. Anyway, so 
before I even got to my seat, Rhett, Jameis threw a pick. Yeah, we were walking through the corridor, <laughs> watched it happen. Yeah, we walked in together, but you were in 147, I was in 103, so we had to say you know, say our goodbyes yeah. on the way up. Uh, we, we showed up after kickoff because of all the catfish and fried chicken and beer. Uh, but, yeah, I'm walking up, and I, as soon as I said bye to you, I, I hear interception, Jameis Winston, as, I, you know, as I'm walking by the pirate ship, and I go, oh, come on, dude. You heard the whole crowd just go, oh, at the same time. Yeah. Because you, you saw that first drive of the game. Uh, Jameis really just tried to force a ball to Chris Godwin. Yep. Corner undercut the mm. route, picked it off. Yeah. And seeing that, I was like, it's going to be one of those days. A bad Jameis day. And let, let's talk about Jameis for a minute. His yeah. final stat line on the day, 30 for 48. 358 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Right. Now, you look at the stat line and the box score, that doesn't seem like a monumental day, and it wasn't by any means. It was not a good Jameis Winston day. But I'd say for the most part, he got us down the field when it was most important. See, I, I, mean, I disagree. I thought it was, okay. a, I thought it was a great Jameis Winston day. Oh, yeah? I really do. Tell me yeah. about it. Uh, because he threw two interceptions, but he didn't let it really get into his head. He didn't let it turn him into bad Jameis, which is what he did just a few, just uh, what, three, four weeks ago in London. Instead, he was a little more resilient. He took a couple deep breaths. The defense made a couple of plays for him down the line. Uh, but he didn't let it, it didn't let it keep him from going uh, 92 yards for the final winning, uh, you know, drive. Uh, I, I felt like, you know, except for those two risky passes, which He's going to do. He's a gunslinger, yep. period. And nobody was was saying Brett Favre sucked when he was doing that every single game. And I'm not saying he's Brett Favre, but I'm saying he's Brett Favre. I'm saying he's exactly the same kind of player as Brett Favre. Difference is Brett Favre had a defense that would get would, would, would kind of nullify his turnovers. And I was saying that to you before the game. Yeah. I was saying how nice would it be if our defense took away two or three uh, balls from the other team. That way we can absorb some of these gunslinger mistakes that Jameis makes. So I thought it was a great day because he didn't let it ruin him. He right. didn't let it ruin him. The team didn't let it ruin him. And, you know, it, it could have he could have spiraled out of control. He could have had a four-pick day. He could have been – his accuracy could have been all over the place. I really feel like he's getting this offense more and more. I really feel like he's coming into his own with this offense. And – Nobody talks about the the remarkable passes he throws. He I, throws some passes that blow your mind. Oh yeah, he had that one pass to OJ Howard, right? Yeah. It was a risky throw, but OJ Howard jumped up there, made the 50-50 ball yeah. and uh he 50-50. came down with it. 50-50. It was he was triple covered. It was like 70-30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But OJ Howard is the type of guy that can do that, but I think this whole team is really getting a hold of things. I yeah. think they're really grasping what BA and his staff are bringing to the table. I think they're finally getting it. It did take a little over half the season. We knew that. It's a new head coach, new system. There's going to be growing pains. But I'm still confident that this team has enough in them to finish the rest of the season, maybe 7 and 9. Why not? I think they can go 4 and 3 over their last 7 games. 100%. I actually thought about that. I thought uh 8 and 8 is actually very very feasible if they can get a roll. Get some 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 things going their way, and I thought that happened yesterday too. When New York called down and and uh, and called the pass interference against Mike Evans, when there was no flags or anything on the play, I was blown away. I yep. go, it's about damn time because it was clear the guy tackled him. You know what I mean? So uh, I felt like, wow, finally the Bucks get uh, you know a break in their favor. And what happens? We win the game. And it's hilarious too because I've heard nothing but Arizona fans bitching about how on the last play of the game. 
they're calling pass interference when yeah. there was a no call. Dude, that's a Hail Mary situation. You're not going to convince me that there was or was not pass interference right. on that play. Who the hell cares? There was supposed to be a 10-second runoff on the penalty that occurred uh, on occurred earlier that same drive. Yeah. But guess what? Because we're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the referees decided to add three extra seconds to the clock, make it 18 seconds, and give Kyler Murray that much more room to operate. They wanted him to have a game-winning drive so bad. I, I liked Kyler Murray. I, he was impressive to He's me. He's going to be good. I thought he was. I thought he was fun to watch. I also love the fact that the Bucks contained him, and he didn't run the ball all over the place like I thought he was going to. Um, he had that one option that he broke big out of the end zone, but yeah. aside from that, they really did do an okay job of holding him. Yeah, I thought he did really, really well. I thought they pressured him. They made him look like a rookie a lot, which what we normally we make rookies look like Joe Montana. So. Uh, yes. Did we get burned on some big touchdowns? We did, but we also, we also looked pretty good in a lot of ways on the defense too. I thought we had pressure. Of course, you're not running the ball on us. Uh, uh, we didn't see much out of David Johnson or, or, uh, 10 rushes for four yards for David Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, the kid they got from Miami, Kenyon I, Drake. thank you. I keep forgetting his name. He, he didn't look all that good either. Uh, his no. average wasn't very high. Um, so I was happy with that. Um, and, before we get into it, the other thing I'm happy at, I was thinking about this as I was prepping today. Why don't we – we always predict an MVP. Okay. And we always uh, predict the score. Why don't we give out an MVP and an LVP, which is your least valuable player of the game? <laughs> I already know who mine is, and I'm sure we have the same one. Oh, it's the exact same person. Uh, exactly. And we'll talk – we'll get into that too. Um, Will? William? Yes. Let's start with you. You saw the game, right? I saw a little bit, to be honest with you. You son of a bitch. I didn't see the whole thing. You traitor. So, for what you saw, who would you say the most valuable player? Now, are we talking just the Bucks? Yes. 100%. They won the game. I would say, for me, the MVP was O.J. Howard. Okay. Caught that touchdown. Good bounce back he game for him. bounce back game. He was not doing – he was not productive at all for the past, you know – three, four games. So it was good to see him get a touchdown and get involved in offense a little bit. There you go. Who who would you say was the least valuable player? Least valuable player? I You said Jameis Winston had a great game. I thought he sucked. I thought we got bad Jameis. Two interceptions, one right How out. How much of the game did you watch? Yeah, you didn't watch a lot of the game. No, I didn't watch a lot of it. Yeah, yeah I saw the first quarter. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. See, unfortunately, Jameis is going to have that stigma for his entire career now because he has thrown so many picks <gasps> – not as many as uh, touchdowns, though. I actually had this debate with somebody yesterday. A friend of mine goes, yeah, he's thrown way more interceptions than touchdowns. I go, no, he hasn't, actually. And then we looked it up. I think he's thrown, hundred I think, 114 touchdowns and 98 interceptions. It's close, but it's not more. <laughs> okay, Rhett, give me your uh, MVP and LVP. So my MVP for Sunday is a guy whose stat line isn't going to jump out at you. He only finished with three tackles. But it's big number 90, Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, Sunday's man. game proved to me exactly why he needs to be in a Buccaneer uniform next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a vocal leader on that defense. And, I mean, he was the first person all day long to be up in his teammates' face. If they didn't make a play that they could have played, he was going to let them know about it. And a common theme with this team the second half of the season is having each other's backs, holding people accountable. That's exactly what Jason Pierre-Paul's doing, and we need a leader like that on the defense. I'm happy to have him as a buck. Hell yeah, and uh, I believe we're both going to have the same LVP, but go ahead and uh, throw it out there. I got a feeling it's that guy whose sorry ass got benched. Yep. Number 28, Vernon, Vernon Hargraves. Man, that play that he loafed on, I, I remember 
watching the replay inside the stadium, I saw it. And I was like, what is he doing? Is he jogging? What is he doing? Yeah, screw that guy, man. You know what? It's funny, too, because I didn't think about it this way until we did the podcast today. Uh, we had our buddy Guru, uh, Guru813 come on, fill in for Evan, and he brought this up. You remember back in training camp when B.A. kind of brought up that VH3 was a little out of whack, didn't seem super That wasn't motivated? even training camp. That was uh, OTAs before training camp. Right. Yeah. So something leads me to believe because I-, I posted it up everywhere, and I said, here's the play. Do you agree with VH3 getting benched? And there were surprisingly a lot of people saying no. Like, I don't think he should have been benched. And I don't know. I think this is two years overdue for Vernon Hargraves. Yeah. Look, there's something not right there. I don't know if it's motivation. I don't know if he wants to play for a, a contender. I don't know what's happening there, but we don't have time for this. We don't have time for, for loafing. All right. When you're trying to turn a team around and the defense sucks as bad as it does in his department, the defensive backfield, no, there's no way. He's the only quote unquote veteran back there as well. No, like, he's, let's, he is the most senior member of the team right? Uh, when and, it comes to that. yeah. Here's the thing, too. He got benched. That's a big mentality shift for this Bucks team because when's the last time we saw a player get his ass thrown on the bench aside from Jameis Winston? Yeah, um, but other than that, when's the last time we saw a player really get thrown on the bench for not contributing to the game? He's yeah. got to know yeah. that in that situation, you make a play. He's he gone. in a position to make a play. Yeah, he's probably not going to be here next year. Well, he's year. gonna his fifth year option comes up. We're not paying him top dollar. He well, sucks. it's so in that situation, it's so easy for the Bucks to cut him. You know, unless he really lights the world on fire these last games, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't active for a few games this season. Yeah. So that leads me to my MVP. Since we already know my LVP is Vernon Hargraves, my MVP is Jamel Dean. Yeah, because he took so much crap with his performance in Seattle, and he. He looked like a like a like a brand new rookie. You know, like he looked like a baby. Like, oh yeah. He looked like a deer when they first start walking and are wobbling all over the place like Bambi. Um but he busted his ass from everything I read. Um cuz I was reading JoeBucksFan.com and they said that you know, he was the first one at practice on Monday. He was given overtime without with a film study. Yep, he stayed an extra hour after practice with Todd Bowles going yeah. over film and the playbook and everything he needed to know and he Looked so like it on Sunday. He showed up four passes defensed, which is that's Pro Bowl caliber performance for a game and an interception. He's got eight pass breakups in two games. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he got burned pretty bad in Seattle, but he looked pretty damn good yesterday. Even the plays that he did allow a catch, he was a yard away. Like, he was in the vicinity. He didn't get burned at all. I mean, we saw Bunting get burned uh, on a long pass. Saw Ryan Smith come Ryan in for him. Smith, only God. rep. You know, it's funny, too, because last Ooh. week I think we talked about it. Jamel Dean was getting worn out last week. He was just gassed. He was tired. Yeah. And I remember saying, where is, Ryan Smith? where is Ryan Smith? Why isn't he getting any reps at corner? And uh, he showed us exactly why on Sunday. Man, he, he was seven yards behind him on one of those touchdowns. I was like, yeah. who is? I remember looking, watching it live at the stadium going, who in the hell is that? And then looking up at the at the jumbo trying going, Ryan Smith, where have you been and why are you back? Jesus, so bad. Um, but I think I think uh, in the off season we're gonna have to pick up one, maybe two veteran uh, defensive backs. If anything, just to mentor these young guys. I mean, we're we're basically dealing with babies in the backfield and they're learning. 
you know, on the job, and the curve is is very, very, very steep. So yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, let's uh, let's start predicting Sunday's game against the Saints, and this is where what? Anna's input will really, really do well. Uh, we have the Saints coming in. Sunday, they just got their ass whooped by the Falcons. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, right? Twenty six to nine to the Falcons in New Orleans. I, that you know is what? Embarrassing. Okay. I saw something as well. What? Get this: the New Orleans Saints for hundred and ten straight games scored uh-huh. double digit points at home. They were one game away from breaking the all time NFL record, and of course, the Falcons hold them to nine. Well, I think they sacked Matt Ryan or uh, Drew Brees six times. I thought the I really thought that the Saints had the best offensive line in the league. You know, we can sit here and laugh at it, but Johnny, I'm not going to lie to you. This makes me nervous as hell for the Saints. They're coming pissed to town. off. Yeah. Are you know what? But it also this might give the Bucks even more of a confidence boost going into it. Uh, did you see the speech JPP gave the team after the after the game in the locker room? Yes, sir. About you know how good does this S feel? Let's get this feeling again. It Remember like, this moment. Yeah. Remember this feeling. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this is where the tide turns. Maybe this is like the the '96 game against the Chargers when the Bucks turned it around way back in the day. God, I'm getting nostalgic. Remember way back in 1996. Oh, that was a good time, right? Oh, football. It was something. All right, uh, we'll start with William. Uh, the Bucks versus the Saints. Give me a prediction of the score and who the uh, the MVP will be. You guys are delusional if you okay. think that the Bucks are going to beat the Saints this week. I'm gonna I, I, didn't, I didn't get my prediction yet. Yeah, I'm going to take them big. I'm going to take the Saints by ten and say that the final score is going to be 31-21 Saints. 31-21 Saints. That's not big. That's, that's, that's only ten a, points. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. but I think Johnny picked. The Bucks to beat Carolina or uh, Arizona? What thirty one seventeen? I said thirty one twenty one. Actually, yeah. yeah. So it was it ended up being thirty to twenty seven. Bucks won. So Evan nailed his score prediction this week. By the way, Did I don't he? know if you saw that clip, dude. He yeah. predicted thirty one twenty seven. Oh, there you go. Uh, who'd you say the MVP was going to be for the Saints? Drew Brees. Oh, son of a bitch. We're going to kill that guy. Uh, all right, Rhett. I like this game. I like our odds because for some reason, the Bucks always seem to play pretty well against New Orleans in Tampa. For yeah. the past four years, mm-hmm. we've split the series. They have not swept us, although they are the best team in the NFC South. I think we play well, and I think we play well enough to win. I got the Bucks taking oh! home a W, 24-17. to 17. Oh, my God. Ooh. And who's going to be the MVP for the Bucks? Chris Godwin. All right, Anna, stop with the buttons, okay? What? It's just rude to do oh, that. Oh, sorry, Brett. Thank you. Um, all right. Mm. Mm. I, I got to be honest. All right, I can't just be a homer all the time. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Okay. Well, I really think the Bucks are going to win, too. <laughs> but, like, my, my gut. You don't want to be that guy. No, my gut feels like the Bucks are going to win. But my brain's like, shut up, gut, you fat idiot. You're in between meals. They're not going to win. Um, all right. I, I think the Saints. I think the Saints win. I don't want them to. And my gut's like, don't do it. I, I think the Saints win. Uh, I believe I believe Drew Brees and, and the guys are pissed. I believe we can't stop Michael Thomas. Uh, so I, I think they're going to I think they're going to beat us. I think they're going to beat us. Uh, woo. 42 to 28. Ooh. Yeah, 42 you know what? I, I kind of, big. I kind of rescind my low-scoring prediction. I, I Now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what you were Thomas thinking. Yeah. Breeze, I'll go a little higher. Yeah. I'll say uh, Bucks will win 38 
God damn. God damn. I just, you know, it's one of those feelings. I want to pick them to win because, of course, you know, in my gut I've got that feeling. But there's a difference between this week and Arizona. Arizona, two days before the game, I looked at my girlfriend. I said, the Bucs are going to win on Sunday. Like, they just are. I had that feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have that feeling this week, but I still believe they're <laughs> going to do what they can to yeah. come out with the victory. Uh-huh. And they play well against New Orleans at home. I I like them winning, dude. I just I want to pick them. Okay, why no, not? Look, I want them to win. I'm going to be rooting. Look, do you not see me clad? I'm in all buck stuff. I'm wearing red pajama bottoms and in, in public right now because I wanted to wear pajamas. Today. Mixing up the logos, man. You got the old school Bucko Bruce up top. I know. The I don't new care. Age on the shirt. Don't care, man. I'm, your, it's all the same. Who's your MVP, Johnny? Oh. For the Saints, yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be uh, Michael Thomas. So, sadly, he's yeah. He he's he's top. He's top three, top four wide receiver in the league. I'd say top three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best wide receiver in the league is Mike Evans, obviously. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, there, right? No. You know, there. I do. All right. Uh, Tell everybody where they can find a Hello? can of fire. Oh, hey, I forgot about you. I'm so sorry. Hey, Anna, you're here. Hi. Oh. Yes, I also have a prediction to make oh. about the sports. Sorry. Uh, try not to overlook me just because I'm a woman. Uh, that is sexist, and I apologize. And uh, look, obviously, I overlooked you because you are the most accomplished Thank NFL you. analyst Thank in the room. Thank you. And I was, I was a little intimidated by you, so... Uh, you know, it's okay. I think she is actually leading us in picks. She's killing it. Yeah, she I'm a likes. Genius. Yeah, she's. She, she likes I'm to a play genius. coy. Okay, well here we go. If you would like to know my prediction for this week against yes, the, we would. <laughs> against the who's, Saints. Who's playing? The Saints. The new. The New Orleans Saints. Yep, that's how they say. And also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without a K. I learned. Lord Just Jesus. double C. Yeah. And the winners will be the Saints, unfortunately. All right. And the final score will be uh, 19 to 12. Okay. Oh. Right. Yes. So that Weird. will be the score. Be some missed kicks. So are the Bucks are, are the Bucks going to score any touchdowns, or are they going to get 12 points purely off of field goals? Matt Gay was almost my MVP, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Good game for him. Mm-hmm. They will score one touchdown, and the rest of the points will not be touchdowns. Neat. Okay. So a safety in there. She don't know. Uh, and who will the MVP be for the Saints? I would love to know the man that you think will be the most valuable player. Sure. I'd love s- to give his name to you. For the Saints of New Orleans. His name is Deshaun John. <laughs> Deshaun John? That's it. All right. Deshaun John He's Silvers. like Madonna. He just has <laughs> one name. Deshaun John. You know who he Sounds is. Sounds like two names. I don't know. No, how it's many, one name. How many hyphens? There's, there's, there's four high commas. Okay? Oh, my God, Jesus. Oh, God damn it. Rhett, uh, tell everybody how to find Cannon Fire Podcast and find you on social media. Yes, sir. So if you guys ever want to check out the show, YouTube and BucksReport.com, you can watch our shows with video. And if you're not into the video thing, that's cool. Listen to us anywhere you download a podcast. And then you can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Cannon Fire Podcast. And then follow myself, Instagram and Twitter, at Redicus. If you follow me, I promise I'll follow you back. Absolutely. And by the way, it was awesome hanging out with uh, Buck and Blake. Uh, yes, Blake from Anthony. The Report. Uh, he was really cool to hang out with, and now, now we're like BFF, so it was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back from this break, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're not going to believe it. We have a list of the worst Thanksgiving food items rated by Americans. We'll do it when we come back. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.